we read in Jeremiah today very strong words. First of all, the Lord speaks to his people. Those are his chosen people. And yet, what we hear is that there's this type of something within us where we want to go our way. I always look at children who want to just go in a store, wherever they are, just running, want to pick up things. No one tells them to do that, and yet they seem to wish to exercise their own freedom, their own rights, their own desires, wishes. And when we grow up, sometimes and more often, we kind of look like children in relationship to God. We want to pick and choose things that we want to believe in. We pick and choose is what we should observe. We want to have the right to say, okay, I accept this, but I don't accept that. And so what happens today is from Prophet Jeremiah, we're talking about 2,000, almost 600 years ago, and we have this similar attitude. Jeremiah is complaining to the Lord. These are your people, but what do, do, what do they do? They don't want to listen to you. They don't want to listen. They want to just do whatever they wish. They want to interpret things the way they wish. Instead of following your guidelines, following your commandments, you're following the words which you teach through your prophets. They have disregarded everything. And as a matter of fact, this is how he says very powerfully, but they obeyed not, nor did they pay heed. They walked in the hardness of their evil hearts and turned their backs, not the faces to you, to me. You know, it's almost visual. I, I remember during one of the St. John Paul II's great visits, but the uh, government was really against him. And so they, would, they brought all the people lined up, and when he was traveling, they would turn all their backs on him, showing him, we have no respect for you, have no interest in, in any way except to make you, make you realize that we don't want you here. Why do we do that? Why is there something within us that makes us sort of kind of set aside, disregard God's ways? There's one thing that we don't like is when somebody reminds us, okay, you haven't done this yet. And it's true because whether it's my, my negligence, forgetfulness, whatever it may be, yeah, I remember that, but I still haven't done it. So somebody reminds us again, and we get upset, we get angry for being reminded to do good something within us. There's this type of desire that we want to be in control of who we are. And you know, that's a gift that God gave us. It's a gift that can be abused. God can remind us because we have sinned, so therefore our sin created blindness in us. So therefore we just don't want to not only not be reminded, but we just, we, by sinful condition, human condition, we are not faithful. What is the call today from, from, uh, from the Lord? They have not obeyed me nor paid heed. They have stiffened their necks and have done worse than their fathers. So when you speak all these words to them, they will not listen to you either. When you call to them, they will not answer you. The problem is this. When we do not accept the Lord in our, in our hearts, when we don't accept his ways, it doesn't mean that we're free. 
There's no such things as freedom outside of God. God is a source of our freedom. That means that if we don't choose God, then we actually enslave ourselves to all kinds of things. You know, some philosophies, or politics, whatever it may be, we enslave ourselves and we serve various types of addictions, various types of disorders that we have. We know because they don't bring good. They don't bring happiness. To serve God is actually to ennoble ourselves, to become free, to become wise, to become loving. That's what it means, because God is all that. Allowing God in our hearts is to allow the strong man from the gospel to enter our house, to protect us. Otherwise, we're not protected. Our house without God is very weak, to say the least, or perhaps is very vulnerable, and it can be attacked from every direction. You know, I, I am right now mindful of so many people who out of their smartphones, they can watch their houses wherever they are, watch their children wherever they are. They can control, they can see everything they observe, which is really great because then they know if the house is in danger, if the children are in danger. I mean, all the things that we are, we have. And that's really good. But that's when it comes to material possessions, when it comes to even pe perhaps people. You know, right now the cameras are every place watching us, you know, you know, it doesn't matter in the cities. And that's why more and more it's possible to detect, you know, the, the, uh, the evil done by people or the, uh, you know, the, you know, the various types of, of, of you know, uh, assaults, whatever it may be. On one hand, it's good. I'm not referring to, you know, having people always watch us, but the, the, the thing is this, and that's very important, are we watching our spiritual home? Are we allowing others to enter our house at will? Do we leave house open in the midst of evil, the evil one, and people who are who disregard God just to walk into our house, our spiritual home, and just trample everything that we have, rob, steal, because this is what's going on right now. We are sort of kind of asleep. As a society, we're asleep. We're not as attentive. You know, the pandemic allowed parents finally to look at what their children are learning in school. Maybe not all of them, and sometimes they were shocked. Um, that's because we're kind of lured into a fall, you know, kind of lethargy, being asleep that somebody else will take care of, and we believe that they have good intentions and goodwill, but it's not always the case. How do we guard the spiritual homes of our children, of one another, so that the evil one won't just walk in? Who is the strong man that can keep an eye on our spiritual home? We know, we know the one, but I mean, but we want, but God gives us the freedom to invite him because God will not force himself upon us. You see, this is the difference. Evil people will, will buy, you know, ads, will push, will scream, will yell, will confront, but God doesn't do that because he respects our freedom even if we are limited, even if we're, sinful, yet he will remind quietly. 
That's how God is. God respects us. The evil one does not. Evil people do not. People who want to m manipulate us do not. They have no, they know, they know the, the object. And so we can, we can succumb easily. You know, we can buy things that we don't need, thinking that we do need. Or we can be attracted to things that we absolutely should not. How do we allow the, the strong man, which is our Lord Jesus, to enter our house and protect the spiritual home? Because that, in that home, we grow towards eternity to be with God. How do we allow? Well, we invite him through his word. We listen to the words of God written in the scripture. We meditate on that word. So we become observant. We can see things. We can discern things because otherwise we can't discern. We don't even know. Because if we're so preoccupied with the world around us and it, you know, the world around us kind of keeps us 24 seven, always feeding us with stuff and we allow that to, to take place, then, then what happens, we become extremely weak on one, le on, one, on one level. We allow junk to enter our spiritual home, but also we become less and less attentive. You know, there was a study done on teenage girls right now. It basically says if they spend four hours on the smartphone, wherever, and, and they look at the, you know, the, the various types of uh, programs, whatever, TikTok, whatever it may be, and they continuously show how you're supposed to be beautiful and you're not beautiful, how you're supposed to do things and you're not, it depresses them early. They go into depressions. They have very poor image of themselves because they're being fed. Their house, their spiritual home, their emotional home is being invaded by foreign and, and you know, this type of pandemic type of, a, of, a, of, of disease. It just allows their minds to be distorted and they have a poor image of themselves. Young people are committing suicide and they don't see future. Why? Because they allow this junk to come in. Who they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to enjoy, how this life is to be. They look at themselves, this is not what I have. There seems to be no way out. So allowing God to actually form our hearts, our minds through this scripture through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, allowing, asking the Holy Spirit to come and to help us understand, to discern what is good and what is evil, or what appears to be good, but actually is actually the ugliest forms of evil. Because we have to have a discerning heart. God's word, the Holy Spirit will guide us. Sacraments is another way of inviting the Lord to come into our house, help us to clean the house, first of all, from our junk, because when you go to confession, you want to clean it out. There's too much there. There's all kinds of stuff inside, and we have to clean out. And the gift of the, of the sacramental penance is precisely that. We can clean it out, do a beautiful spring cleaning, because too much junk, and especially the junk that has repercussions. You see, we, the problems with sin is not that we have just offended God or another, but it's the poison that was re released. And you know, and, and this sort of pandemic inside used to be known as cancer, but now we can even call by other names what, what stays within us after we sin. And this is why they need to do penance, acts of mercy, acts of works, to undo, to block and undo the junk that we have released and that we have released through sin.
So again, allowing the Lord to come, help us to clean, clean the house, spiritual home, and then allowing him to come and enter through the Eucharist. Today, how many people are not really interested in faith? How many Catholics have abandoned faith, have abandoned prayer, have abandoned, you know, the, the, the various, various, you know, the, the, the various spiritual principles which are at work whereby we can become strong, we can be wise, we can become holy. That's when we protect ourselves. You know, we see society right now, I am not too sure why we are so blinded. I mean, right now we have the banking problem. Well, very simple. You know, uh, there's a lot of extra money came in. Banks were investing it in long-term bonds. I'm not an economist, but it's a very simple principle. Invest, but investing in bonds, low-yielding bonds. Now inflation, because it's high, Fed hikes up the rates, and the bonds are worthless, or at least they're devalued. So therefore, banks can continue. See, this is the blindness, the blindness that we have. Why? One action has repercussions. It can't be just one, you know, dimensional. You know, when people are trying to look at their family, you know, family, for example, finances, well, if I spend this money on this, I won't have on that. If I do this, then I won't have that. I mean, this is a common sense. We expect people in leadership positions to be this type of, you know, seeing things. But again, you see, when God is not with us, we're blinded. We don't see it. God gives us the wisdom and knowledge, discernment. We, we don't, because we're just preoccupied with, well, this seems to be good. Well, seems, but may not be. Uh, young people who live with each other without marriage, well, seems like, yeah, fine, you know? It's that we seem to be making homes. But then the time comes, and, and what about children? What about, you know, commitment? What about consequences? Because sin is still has consequences, which means that it can draw people close to each other. Because sin cannot, sin will not. Even if God does not hold it against those who commit sin, may not hold them to be guilty, and yet the consequences are there too. So, so this is why today, this is how important is the gospel that we read. The Lord says to us, one is who is the strong man? Who is the strong person? Who is the strong guard for your home? Not just physical, but especially spiritual home. Whom, how do you allow those who come and rip and destroy your home? And it's not okay. Because we see in a level of depressions and use of drugs and everything else, we see that people are not happy. If they're happy with the Lord, they don't use drugs. They don't need it. They don't want to kill their consciousness, awareness. Because it, life is beautiful on its own. It doesn't need to have be filled with, with, with alcohol, with all kinds of drugs. It doesn't have to be filled with, with stuff that doesn't lead any place except leads to, to depressions and, and destruction and, and fighting and whatever it is, because we remove the very power that the Lord gives us. And so today, we're really invited to uh, and asking the Lord, help us to be discerning. Help us not to think like people there. You know, Jesus, 
you know, uh, you know, removes the demon from somebody else, and because they don't want to listen to him, they accuse him of cooperation with the evil one. The blindness, illogic. So Jesus says, logically, how, how can you even think that way? Where's your logic? Where's your wisdom? But, but you see, but this is where the blindness comes. So maybe then today, through the gift of his word, God's word is alive, is truth, is wisdom. Through the gift of prayer, because we stay in communion with him, here we are, by, by prayer we are, we are allowed to receive the graces that he gives us, ongoing graces of knowledge, wisdom, love, forgiveness, mercy, through the Eucharist, that we actually have him in our home, in our hearts, power of God, the love of God, the, 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 the divinizing gift that God gives. Sacrament of penance that helps us with the help of God to cleanse our hearts. So these are the gifts that we have. And this is why Lent is so important, because it's supposed to allow us to see how we can really cooperate with grace, how to become truly men and women of God, how to bring good how to discern well between the evil and good which is there, eliminate the apparent good, which actually leads to destruction, which is even worse, to see the evil one attacking us from every direction because we are, you know, people go after each other, but they don't see, like St. Paul says, there's a battle between God and the evil one, and evil wants to always confront us with his proposal, you know, that he always wants to show how good he is to us, that we will be happy if we follow him, that we would be truly wise if we follow him, but we know that's, that's a lie, because he's a deceiver as it always been. So that's why through this Eucharist today, through the Lenten gift that we have received, Lenten gift of renewal, of opportunity to change, to see, to understand God is giving us, and he gives us the greatest gift, and that is his son who died for us, who rose for us that we may not have fear of the future, but would be forgiven, and that we will share a life of glory with him. What a great gift. May we then take advantage of that which is given to us, and it's nothing less than God himself coming to help us. He's the strong man that guards the possessions, the possessions of our heart, the possessions of our soul, the possession of eternal life, which has been given to us through the divine Son, God's Son, wants us to be with him to share his glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking 
and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.